0: You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the Clutter-Free Home Process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. If you're enjoying this episode, we would love if you would rate and review the show. It helps us get in front of more people, and we really, really appreciate it. Welcome, welcome. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Before I get started with my chat this week with one of my favorite people, Monica Packer, we are going to be talking all about habits today And I just wanted to give you a heads up that we have a special offer for you at the end of the episode. So check it out. I can't wait to hear your thoughts, special offer at the end, and I'm just going to let us take it away. I am so stoked to bring you guys this conversation today because I'm talking to one of my favorite people. I'm going to go ahead and say biz bestie, Monica (laughs) Packer. (laughs) Thank you, biz bestie. We have been internet friends for a long time. We still have never met in real life. But the world. It's, it's a, a weird, weird world. world. Yeah. But we send each other messages, we encourage each other, we talk about more than business and I appreciate you so much and just
1: Thank you. That's such a beautiful way to begin cuz it's a symbiotic relationship here. It I feel is. That way too. It I thank you. Thank you.
0: And I know we're going to we'll dig into it. And about how we came to connect and it'll be very clear to everybody quickly that our people are the same Mm -hmm. and their struggles right in their heart are the same. And I feel like that's what drew us together in the first place.
1: Oh yeah. Me too. It's funny. We have such different, like what we actually do is so different, but Mm -hmm. why we're here and the community that we work with. Yeah. Could just be twins. So, yep
0: hundred percent. Before we dig in even a little bit more, I'm going to give my common regular disclaimer that Gimli is here snoring. So you might hear <laughs> that, but Monica, tell us who you are for those who are not familiar with about progress.
1: Tell us who you are and what you do in the world. Sure. So I'm primarily a podcaster at about progress and in my community, we focus on a uh, practical personal development. And when I say that, I mean, it's It's just how to grow and progress and find fulfillment and work on goals and habits and cleaning and organization and all the things with progress, not perfection being the goal. And as part of our work, we learned that that actually makes you grow even better and, 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 and lasting ways than if you were going for the perfect route, which is why we, why we were attracted to each other and yeah. So that's my, that's my community. And it's been such a wild ride of like seven years of working on this, but it started just as a personal experiment for myself of trying to find myself again, outside of perfectionism at that point in my life, I was an underachieving perfectionist, which I did not know was a thing and realizing that perfectionism is the fear of failure and it can either keep you on the sidelines or it can you know, make you on that hamster wheel, either way, there's a cost that you were paying. And I was paying a pretty steep cost at that point in my life for an underachieving perfectionist. And I just had to find my way back to me. And I had to find my way back to like all parts of me, parts I had lost along the way, which included weirdly, you know, things like having ambition again. And that also included other weird things like wanting to bake more, like things that Mm -hmm. the world's not going to be like putting on the front pages but it's changed my life and it's been an incredible path. And alongside that, I'm also a mom to now five kids and we're, you know, just doing the best we can each day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we're at. And congrats again on baby number
0: five. I Thanks. Know your most recent addition is so cute. And I'm so happy for you. Thanks. He's, he's been a lot of fun. Oh. So I, I love the message that you have. I, There are a few people in my life where the messages that you're putting out into the world just really resonate so deeply because I too am a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And as someone whose life was kind of, I don't want to say wildly out of control, but like not, not wildly out of control. (laughs) And then as I took the reins and kind of brought it together, I felt like, okay, I've got this, but then I just got wound so tight. Mm -hmm that I kind of Mm -hmm. lost my way a little bit and it was definitely affecting my health. And that was a big wake up call. And so the work you're doing is so important and it's so, so helpful to help us realize that the progress really is the goal versus getting everything done in this perfect, perfect way, because It's unattainable and you'll just spin your wheels trying to make it happen and just be constantly disappointed
1: in yourself when really you're doing amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to overlook that. We only have this all or nothing model to a lot of areas in our life. And I think organization in your field is no different. I mean, the way you see it, you see that the beautiful images, you see the perfect calligraphy, the colors sort of things, which are all fun. Like we're not going to drag on that. That's all great. Like it, it works for many people, but having that be the parameter is, is, is hard. Like you said, both to meet, but also to sustain, but it's that way in almost every area of our lives that we want to improve, whether it's meditation or movement or journaling or just having hobbies again, or working on a business. That all or nothing model fails us, but instead of realizing that we just go right to blaming ourselves. Like you just said, you know, we, we just think we're the problem when really the model that we've been given, that's, what's broken the all or nothing model it's broken.
0: Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. One more. Yes. Yes. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. So one of the things that you talk about a lot on the podcast that I just think is absolutely brilliant and really dials in this message is that you often talk about the takeaways from your podcast as the one action you can do to move forward. Mm -hmm. And just, just that, that's it to move mm-hmm. forward. How did you come up with that concept and why is it important to you? Because I'm, I love it so much.
1: Thank you. So we call that our do something challenge. And it's like you said, doing one, one small thing that you can do to move forward. This goes back to the the problem we talked about with the all or nothing model a little bit, how that sets us up to fail. We think, you know, in order to get what I want, here's what I have to do without realizing that's perfect. That's perfection. That's an all side. And because of that, we often just land in the nothing pile. Like we become instead of when people say I'm an all or nothing person, what they really are saying is they become a nothinger. You know, we just become a nothinger because that's the only model we have. So in my in my path to work on progress outside of perfectionism, instead of doing all, which comes at a cost, and instead of doing nothing, which also comes at a cost, I was trying to learn how to do something. And that meant that failure was along for the ride. Compassion had to be part of the growth. And it was not just a mindset, but it was also a practice of what, what's one small way I can grow and change or try this new thing or try again. What's one thing I can do to tweak what I was working on and and that didn't work well. And that, that lent itself in the podcast too, because we get such a wealth of information every single episode. That that was a way to not only distill like what was important from the episode, but to give us that action step that we can take because a bigger picture of, of what we worked on together in the community is a progress model. And and that's built on this whole premise that small wins build over time. So having the mindset that doing something is better than all, and it's better than nothing. And we're going to have the, the actual action to follow that. That is what can help us grow in those small wins building over time. I love it. And it's so much easier
0: emotionally. Mm -hmm. A lot of this boils down to emotion, which doesn't sound intuitive, but it is. And emotionally, it's easier to remember that one thing that can make a difference versus Mm -hmm. the 10 takeaways.
1: And also I'd add energetically. It's, it's a big factor right there. A Uh lot of A lot of even our emotions are based on where our energy state is at. If anyone has dealt with depression, which I have, it's almost like an energy illness Mm -hmm. without you actually being physically ill, although it can definitely manifest that way. Right. But that's the do something mindset to me too, is it's, it's, it's something that we can do with low energy. And what's great about that is that energy can build over time too. And there's this whole other tangent I can go down about motivation and how to, you know, how that doesn't work and momentum is the answer, but it comes back to this, it's energy, it's emotions, it's, it's having that mindset and the action to follow it.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. And I, I'm really glad that you touched on that because I think that depression, anxiety, I think that that Mm -hmm. factors into a lot of what our folks are going through and it's an ebb and a flow. So not every day looks the same, but it's important to feel seen and heard in those moments when you're not
1: feeling your best mm-hmm. and to know that you're yeah. you're not alone, never alone. And and that doesn't mean that you have to always wait too for things to get better and tell the circumstances are ideal and not to say like, let's blame the victim and like, get up and pull yourself up by their, your, your bootstraps and just get mm-hmm. going. It's more like, what is one small thing I can do to support myself through this really hard time. Yeah, exactly. Like what, what's the manageable action? Mm -hmm.
0: Love it. I know that we're going to dive into habits today too. And Mm -hmm. that is my word of the year. Loved hearing that, (laughs) which I mean, it truly was everything that we're going to talk about next is just kind of serendipitous, but Mm -hmm. why do you feel that habits is such an important topic
1: for folks to concentrate on for me, it was never planned or even a desire of mine to get into habit formation, like whatsoever, especially early on with my community, it was more just about finding ourselves again and trying to find fulfillment and growth. But I got to a certain place in my growth that where I hit a big plateau. Like I just I had some fulfillment and some growth and change, but I knew I was capable of more. And I, I felt, you know, we all know what that feels like when you just kind of feel a little bit like blah and like, I'm just not where I know I need to be. And I can be, and I want to be, Mm -hmm. and for me, it came down to the basic ways of my day-to-day life that were living out the deeper things that had changed about me or that I'd come Mm -hmm. back to. Mm -hmm. So I'd worked a lot on my identity. And I had worked a lot on figuring out what helps me feel like me too, but without habits, like having sleep, you know, first, that was my first big shift right there without some having, having supportive habits to hold up that identity and to make that fulfillment possible. That was just like great knowledge to have without actually feeling it and living it out in ways that were helpful to me. Mm -hmm. So habits matter because. They are there to support us. They are there to support who we are, what we want, what we need, and where we're headed. They're there to support our values. They're, they are what make the deep stuff possible. Yes but we're taught them wrong too. (laughs) We've caught (laughs) caught a little like trend here. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with habits. And that's why I had no plans to get into it because I still had like this lingering subconscious idea and also practice that in order to have whatever habit it was, I wanted meditation to get up early to journal again, maybe to meal prep or Or, you know, I always forget what the word is, but it's something about meals where you like prep it in in advance, but I guess it's meal prep, meal planning. There we go. That's part of it. You know, whatever that might be that had to look a very certain way. Like if I were to ask you, what's a good exercise habit? We all know, oh, we all have this, this thing in mind. Like we would be able to say exactly what we think that looks like, but it's a should, it's a metric that we're, that we're just like. You know, dragging behind us like a ball and chain. That's what habits have looked and felt like for so many of us our entire lives. Just an, an, another metric, another thing to pile on ourselves. Instead, what I've learned and what I now teach is that habits, their purpose is to support you, not the other way around. They will look like you, like they will feel like you. They will look like your season of life, your time. They will reflect your values, but also your circumstances. And it doesn't have to be about meeting metrics. It's about feeling like yourself every day.
0: I love that so much. And I've definitely felt the impact of that over time when my habits are in place and I'm I'm trending more towards doing the things that I want to do and have part of my schedule regularly so that they support things like me not being down for the count with a migraine or, yeah. or me not being down for the count with a
1: migraine. That's really, <laughs> really what most of my habits revolve around. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. I, that really is. When people deal with my mom and my husband's mom both deal with chronic migraines, like that's no small thing. And it's, it's,
0: it's those things that you do where you're like, this isn't, it's not the sexy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you have time and energy to do the sexy stuff, the things that are more fun
1: because you're fueling the fundamentals. Yep. Cause you have the energy. And I mean, that's even what habits really are for. If we're going down to the the basic nuts and bolts of why habits matter, it's energy. And when I keep saying, you feel like yourself, that's really what I'm talking about. I'm not 100%. just saying like you wake up and you're like, jumping out of bed kind of energy. It's a different type. Yeah, no, but I love that. It
0: really does come down to feeling like yourself, the person that you it at your core fundamentally want to be versus this perfectionism ideal mm-hmm. of who you would be in like a perfect world. It's like, no, just like on a regular day, me feeling, pretty great. What does, what does that look like? And what are the things that I need to do to support that?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You nailed it. So tell us about the sticky habits method and what you teach in this course, which is the reason that I brought you here because I love it so much.
1: (laughs) One of my biggest goals is to create sustainable change in women. So not the type where it's fleeting because We're using all of our energy to like uphold that. And then it's gone, or we learn something and we get all the light bulbs and then we forget it, or we can't even live it out because it's impossible. I'm kind of thinking about this in terms of one of my friends shared this, this reel of like this really awesome businessman and his day, a day in the life. And you know, he gets up at a certain time. It was actually mid morning. That doesn't matter. We can really put morals to people when they wake up, which is just dumb, whatever, but for him, you know, he woke up a little bit later. He had a total hour of silence. Then he gets his, you know, his milk, like he goes through his day and my friend's day, you know, side-by-side from him is totally opposite. Like it's, you know, getting up at a certain time because of her responsibilities, it's, it's fitting in a quick workout. It's, you know, it, it just needed to look different for her. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because for her life and for all the women's lives that I work with, they look a lot different than than men's lives. And I have a whole free class on this that we can talk about. But we are, if when you look at the the bestseller books on habit formation, when you look at, you know, the research that is done to support those books, they are both written by men and researched on men primarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by far. And As a coach, I have worked with women all across the the spectrum of, in terms of where they are in their life, what their responsibilities look like, married, not married kids in the home, kids don't even have kids, you know, retired grandmas like across the board. And when I began to work with them, we were working on the identity piece, right? Who are you? What matters to you? What do you want and need? What what fulfills you? We found those things, but they got to the same plateaus I did where they're Mm -hmm. like, Okay. Now my growth has at a standstill because my life isn't supporting this. So we started to try to work on habit formation too. It just had to come along for the ride. And I was using these most up-to-date methods from these books and they were failing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I was failing too. And, you know, at first I blamed myself, but then when I was coaching women and realizing they were all failing too, (laughs) you had to like, realize it's not us. It's not me, it's not these women, it's the ways we've been taught, which I knew with other things, but I didn't know yet about habit formation. That's when I looked at the books and I looked at the research and the, the case studies and the stories they were sharing in their books. It is primarily men, if not only men. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's when I brought in the other research I've done. Eve Rosski ha- has a great book called fair play. Caroline mm-hmm. Criado Perez has another great book called invisible women. I would just start there. There's so many more books like this where they studied. Yeah. They study- I have, I have one to throw
0: in here too, in the mix Please. that I'm obsessed with by Tiffany Dufu and it's called drop the ball. It's the same
1: concept and it's so good. I just wrote that down because I am going to read that one. I haven't even heard of that, but, but what these women show, like there's actually decades of research and hundreds of researchers who have studied that women, women's lives look different than men's lives. Again, I'm going to say that doesn't It it doesn't matter if you have kids or not, your lives still look different. So because of that habit formation looks really, really different. The, The free class I teach is more about the number one reason why women must do habits differently. And I share the biggest reason why the research shows that is, but it really comes down to that our lives are different than men's lives. And because of that, we have to be more flexible. We have to be more reactive. We have less energy to give both mental and physical and that means our habits need to look different. And so I've spent a few years working on creating this method of helping women create habits that stick designed by a woman for women based off of research of women. And again, did not plan on this, but it's become a, a, one of the pillars of my work. It is still just one, not the only thing, but it's been so fulfilling and actually fun. And the biggest thing for me is just seeing women who are creating those sustainable habits. But more than that, Carly, what they're doing is they're rewiring the way they look at themselves. Remember back at the beginning of our interview, when you're talking about like when you crash and burn with a habit and then you just, or any kind of thing you're trying to work on and you blame yourself. Yep. You create this identity of a failure, like, <gasps> right. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, that is
0: just like a mic drop moment because that's, that is the same thing that I see with
1: my clients and students sure. time and time again. It's the same. I'm bad at this. Yep. I'm, I'm lazy. I can't follow through the thing. The thing I, the drawer I work so hard on, it gets disorganized right away. I'm the worst. I tried, so but I can, I can never keep it up. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: You can't yep. see all the air quotes we're doing guys, but this is, it's a lot of air
1: quotes. <laughs> lots of air quotes. Lots of them. Cause none of it's true. Mm-hmm. So even more than the habits, what they're doing is they're rewiring their identity. They now yeah. see themselves as a person who I'm a meditator. I I'm a cyclist. I don't know. I'm a journaler. I'm, I'm a baker. I'm, you know, I'm an organizer mm-hmm. because they've learned a different way that, that and makes failure, not only part of the process, but an important essential part of the process mm-hmm. to, to building strong habits over time. I had
0: this amazing aha moment a few weeks ago because the biggest, the biggest thing that I've been working on this year is to tell myself that perfectionism is a myth. Perfection is a myth and it's okay. If I'm not doing things perfectly, that's not the important part. The important part is that I am continuously giving some effort.
1: Yeah. And-
0: you're doing something. I'm doing something. It's not all the things. It's not all the things all the time. It's not some of the things all the time, but there is some effort continuously. The the plan is just don't give up. And I had this moment a few weeks ago where I was doing, going to a book club that I'm in, where we read books and my friend runs the book club, which has been great. And it has it's been the most that i've been reading fiction in a long time because uh, i've had so many like business books on my list
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that ends up being the focus which is interesting and i love it but it's not escape it's not it's not that fun element so i went to book club and i was i had my book i mean it was on zoom but i grabbed my book i was ready to go and my husband made a comment like oh you know you guys are doing book club. I said, yeah. He said, how much do you have to have done by the next book club? Cause he could see where my bookmark was. And I said, oh, that's it. It's just one book a month. So this is it today. And then we'll be done. I'll take this back to the library. He was like, but you didn't finish it. And I said, "Uh huh? And he said, then what, what's the point of the book club? And I said, the point like, that's not the point for me. The point is that um, Cause I only read like 50 pages of the last book. And I was like, that's not the point for me. The point is that I am trying and that I'm reading and that's okay too. My point that. is that I'm letting go of perfectionism, mm-hmm. but to have that come out of my mouth with confidence, that's amazing. I was like, Oh, that's a good moment for me because in the past I would have been really embarrassed or stressed yeah. or maybe not shown up or I mean, even some shame there, you know, like mm. everybody else read the book. I didn't read the book, but I went to it and just said, Hey, I read about 50 pages and I watched the show before we started the book. So I have some things to input, but I won't be
1: talking a lot and that's okay too. And I still had fun. And what was the book? I feel like I'm not going to be the only one who's curious. <laughs> what was the book? <laughs> the book is Fleischman is in trouble. I haven't even heard of that one. That's it's cool. it's an Amazon series.
0: I'd watched the series and then it got chosen for the book. So yeah, it's, I mean, I like it. It's interesting. It's, it's about relationships and like long-term and there's twists and turns and things you don't expect. And it's, it's a good time.
1: Well, I'm going to add that. That's my second book now from our interview together. Yeah. I want to, I want to say one thing though, that you you made me think of. Yeah. Like I'm glad that you and I, and many women, hopefully who are listening are learning this now. One of the surprising things about my work is who signs up to work with me. And when I say what's surprising is about them is that they're usually like a, a lot of the women I've ended up working with are in their sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. And what I've just been surprised. Cause I'm like, I'm a 36 and a half you know, year old. And like, if I were these women, I'd be like, what does she know? You know, I would just think I've, I've lived a life ahead of you. I, I know these things, but what I love about these women is one, they are open to learning and I learn from them about different things. Like we have different pieces of this big puzzle, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm bringing
1: this piece to them and they bring other pieces to me. They truly do. But what I love about these women is not only are they open, but they are learning things that are, that are still changing their lives right now. But these are things that we are trying to change generations ahead of them too, And it's kind of like, I'm so honored to work with these women. And I also like my heart breaks when I just hear about the different ways that they have suffered for decades and they didn't have to thanks to just trying to be, they were just following the model that they were Mm -hmm. given and they were just doing their best with what Mm -hmm. they were given. And, but now they're learning a new way and it's miraculous to see what they, what changes about them.
0: I've had weeks where my clients have been spanning like. 15 and 87. Wow. And I am learning so much from everyone. Yeah, you truly do. And it's so great to, I, I, I honestly feel like between that and some other experiences in my life, it has changed the way that I have thought about aging, Mm. With which when I was 20 just seemed terrible. And did I cry on my 30th birthday because I was quote unquote, like so old. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes, I did. And now, you know, when I turned 40, I was like, it's happening. I'm still here guys. It's basically a miracle. I'm so excited. Celebrated a friend's 50th recently. I'm like, girl, I'm so happy for you. And we just have so much to teach each other and learn and grow. But the models we have are so different than our grandmothers had and our moms had. And I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy to be part of the shift of the model, which Mm -hmm. was not good.
1: No, it was so, so damaging, so destructive. So let's, let's like root them out because there, there are some of those still in us. And in the ways that we are trying to grow and change, but we just have to root them out and call them what they are. Call them out. Yeah. You're crap. So
0: yeah, you're a bad story. Yeah. Kick rocks. Get on out of here. Like my husband would say, go on, get it. <laughs> well, he
1: sounds like my family. <laughs> <laughs> he is.
0: Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. Okay. So let's talk about some resistance because I know the biggest resistance that so many folks have is the time that it takes to get things done on their to-do list. So Mm -hmm. if someone is thinking about that and I, I know you are, girl. I know you are. Uh, How do folks fit the sticky habits method into their schedule when their time is full, their plate's full.
1: I'm going to go back to one of the concepts you learn about in the sticky habit method. And that's how consistency works because of flexibility. Like these are not competing ideals. Consistency is only possible when flexibility is along for the ride. That is true for habits. It's true for organization. It's true for taking a course that if you tell yourself, I have to sit down and for an hour each day, study this material, then you might have like a good week of that. And then it's going to be really hard to maintain energy wise, time wise. And, and so this course was one designed for that. Just so people know that all of the lessons are 20 minutes or less in length. And they're very carefully designed to build off of each other. And the most important part that I like about it is like, is I did not teach this course to impress you with what I know. It's, it's not about how many words can I fit in yep. and how many, how many things can I reference oh. and how can I, how can I impress you? It's what do you absolutely need to know? Here it is. And here it is in the, in the way that's going to help you remember it the best and grow the best with the least amount of time. So it's designed for that. But let's talk about that concept though, like with everything else that you're going to work on, whether it's working on your pantry and making sure it's actually functioning well for your family, or you want to work on journaling as a habit, you must have flexibility. And that means that whatever you start, whatever new thing it is, course pantry habit, Make sure it's built off the ideal of what can I do on my worst of day? That's mm-hmm. where I don't really, not only start, but that's also the foundation. I always come back to, I always have five minutes to do an or something organization wise each day. I have, I always will have one minute to journal on my worst of day. I'll always have five minutes to work on a course that's the small ones building over time that will help you have the foundation and to have the consistency you need to grow more over time.
0: I love it. Sorry. Gim is really snoring now. So there's just no ignoring it, but <laughs> I love it, but I love that so much. Cause it's, it's really true. And we end up talking about this same concept a lot in our group, which is one of the reasons why I loved it. The sticky habits method so much because as I was taking it as a student, there were many times where I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it was a, it was a light bulb moment, but it's also things I'm teaching other people about home organization Mm -hmm. that I'm like, yeah, girl, you can just apply this to your own life in different ways.
1: And that works too. Right. I'm like, yeah. So we always need people like that. I mean, we all Mm -hmm. need like, and that's how it is with even my podcast managers, like Monica here is something you say all the time. And that is true for your podcast too. You know, or like I've had a therapist too, who's thrown back in our face. Yeah. Like, and the therapist was like, this is the answer. I was like, I say that all the time (laughs) rude (laughs) to like my kids or, you know, to all my, yes, we all need someone to just tell us, tell us. Yeah. We already know, but in different ways. Yeah.
0: The course, the method is it's so good. And I truly am a fan. So I want to, I want to make sure that I say that because it's, it's really truly very helpful and succinct and thank you. And the process flows and it's wonderful. So I appreciate everything that you do.
1: Thank you. And I should say, I used to be a middle school teacher, so I feel like it's fun. I get to use my my professional skills, but in different ways. And I kind of think all women, I I try to treat us as like the middle schoolers with limited time and attention and time and and ability to, to like follow through. And I don't say that in a, in a mean way. I mean, let's think about real life. Like this is who this course is for. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: And as somebody who was the most angsty of middle schoolers, I truly appreciate that because you're, you have a very gentle way of teaching and dialing in the point and it's just great.
1: Thanks. That means a lot to me.
0: Before I let you go, do
1: you have final thoughts that you want to share with our folks? I want to come back to that puzzle we kind of talked about mm-hmm. because I love learning. I love learning so much. And when I listen to something really good like this, or I read a book that is really compelling or I watch a Ted talk or whatever it may be, I just am always in awe of that person. And I think it's so incredible what they have to teach me, but it's true that every single person has a piece to this big puzzle. So I'm so glad I got to share some pieces today and I love that I get to learn from Carly and what her pieces are, but I want just people who are listening to have just that faith in themselves that they have a piece to offer too, that I don't have and you don't have or someone else around them. And that might sound super cheesy. And in fact, I know it is cheesy the way I just said it, but I, I, I feel like on top of everything we have going on, working against us in our lives, one that I see a lot is lack of confidence and lack of just belief in what we have to give. So if you can just take a moment and just to even think about that, well, what would my piece be? Even if it's like my, my little nine-year-old boy brought home this darling bag he made at school where he cross-stitched the front and wrote his name on it in stitching. He goes to like this hippie school, which I adore for that very reason, Amazing. but he had a teacher teach him that my daughter who's on the autism spectrum was learning how to knit last year. And it's really hard for her, like fine motor wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to knit. And her teachers like not on like YouTube, not this YouTube star who teaches people how to knit or on Instagram, but she took the time a couple times a week to sit next to my daughter and basically hold her hands to teach her how to knit. And, you know, that's, that's a piece that's a, just a small example of what that meant to her what it meant to my son what it meant to me mm-hmm. you have that so what could that be what's your knitting what's your habit obsession what what is, what you know what is your thing mm-hmm. and how can you share that with people i love that so much and it's so
0: true thank you
1: i needed monica- that reminder too <laughs> where can folks find you monica go to my podcast. That's where I would start, especially if you're on a podcast app right now, just search for about progress. And I referenced a free class earlier. The number one reason why women must do habits differently. I'll have a link for you to give that to them. It's a 45 minute class that will change the way you view habits. And most importantly, why you have failed at them in one way or another and how it's not your fault. We need to stop that internal dialogue. Yeah, we
0: will have all of these links in the show notes for you. So it'll be easy peasy, but definitely, definitely check that out.
1: Thank you. It's been great to be here with you.
0: Thank you for being here with me. I appreciate you. And it's always a good time catching up with you. Be sure to check out the free class that we mentioned before. And while you're there, know that the about progress team is having a special on now on the sticky habit method. This is good through the 26th of April, and you can save 20% off when you use code Carly. All of this is going to be in our show notes. Again, 20% off when you use code Carly. This method I have found wildly helpful in my own life. The way that Monica teaches really closely aligns with the way that I teach as well. And so if you enjoy my stuff, you're gonna love her stuff as well. She's also just the absolute best and I hope you take advantage of this special offer. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about how I can help you, Head to TidyRevival.com to learn more about how I work with people one-on-one or in the Feather Free Home Process private community. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear your takeaways. Feel free to tag us at TidyRevival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McClain title song Maverick is by Drefton the Flamingo and until next time remember that you got this